Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hello everyone. Those of you who have listened to Women of My Generation before know that I've spoken a lot about generations of people projecting their eating disorders onto their children and the importance of scrutinising your language around your body when talking to other people. You never know what is going on in someone else's mind so speaking negatively about your own body or about a diet you follow can have severe consequences on someone else. In today's episode, we get to hear how Rosman is working hard to break this chain. You'll hear a young mother's perspective on raising a daughter. Not only do we talk about food habits, but also about the struggle of wanting to raise a fearless girl in a society that teaches us otherwise. We talk about holding boys and men accountable for women's safety in public spaces, and how to navigate such language when raising a daughter. You will also hear us mentioning the photo shoot we had just before we started our conversation. You can find this photo on my Instagram, which is at Feckman, so F-E-C-K-M-A-N, where you'll also see Rosman's fierce haircut that we speak about. If you're listening to this episode when it's first released, I'm happy to tell you that you can see this photo and the rest of the series live at Gallery Deptfordus Art in London. This exhibition is on until the 30th of May 2021. The music you're about to hear is by the wonderful Tilda Alley. My name is Fanny Beckman and this is Women of My Generation. Hello, how, how are, are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. You first. <laughs> yeah. How are you? Okay, I'm really good. Uh, I'm just buzzing to be able to do this project again. We just ha- had our photo shoot. It and was amazing. Yeah, for me too. Like, we just talked about this, but that's something that I really missed with, you know, lockdown yeah. and you know several lockdowns as well, like oh, being creative. And it doesn't even stuff. feel like we're at the end of the lockdown. So no. it still feels like... Yeah. many more to come yeah oh god but so that's why like stuff like these having photo shoots yeah. and being able to connect to other people it really means a lot and that's something that I think we've taken for granted previously Definitely. I feel like in the first lockdown especially when things opened up I don't feel like I took 
the opportunity to go out and do things mm-hmm. whereas this time I'm more aware no this is not going to be forever go out enjoy yourself yeah and then safely of course yeah <laughs> and then um yeah if we get stuck in we get stuck in again yeah exactly yeah yeah definitely make the, the most of it and being able to see friends yeah. and going out and now the weather is finally starting to get a bit finally. better yeah <laughs> it took a while mm. It's actually the first time that we meet today. It is. Um, so I just want to ask like, if you want to introduce yourself a bit, who you are, what do you like to do in your spare time, oh, or that's anything always you want to. Oh, big question, your mind goes, nope, you, you don't know anything <laughs> yeah. about yourself. <laughs> um, I'm 24 years old. No, 25. Yeah. Oh my God. Yesterday. <laughs> I'm still not used to saying that, yes. Yeah. I'm 25 years old and I'm a law student with a seven-year-old, mm-hmm. the best human being in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, that's pretty much it, I think. Aspiring uh, model. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't like saying that. <laughs> but yeah, I am an aspiring model. So mm-hmm. yeah, I need mm-hmm. to own that, say that as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, aspiring artist, mm-hmm. the stylist, just oh, creative. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Um, yeah, so I think. Is yeah. that okay? Yeah, definitely. And that's how we kind of connected on Instagram in the first place. Yeah. Photographer, um, you reached out to me, said that you want to be a model. Via DM, yeah. I saw your work and I was like, no, you are incredibly good. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I think girl to girl energy is just unmatched. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. It's just, there's nothing like it yeah. in the world. No, so no, no. it was really, really cool that you even responded. I was like, oh my God, thank <laughs> you. I'm so glad that you messaged me because we seem to have a lot in common. And there was uh, particularly one um, Instagram post that uh, made me think of you as a guest of this podcast. And it was uh, a post where you kind of described your relationship to your to your own body and how it has changed since you were pregnant yeah um so first things first like how was it before you got pregnant your relationship towards your body it wasn't good now remembering i had a really really bad eating disorder Mm. but i don't think i saw it as an eating disorder i think i just saw it as this is just how i am i could never keep meals down and things like that I would just spend my day eating cookies and just filling up on junk food but actual food would never stay in my body and I just thought oh that's fine at least I get to look like this at least it's going to keep me you know um thin Mm. and being pregnant was one of the healthiest times like I felt so healthy I think because obviously I needed to eat for her, I needed to, or, or maybe she wanted it, she wanted the food, but I just, I, I loved being pregnant, I loved how I felt, I loved how I didn't, there wasn't so so much negativity in my mind about my body and how it looked or anything like that, it was just, I'm pregnant, this feels really, really good, mm. so yeah. It's interesting that what you said, uh, that you didn't really recognise that you had an eating disorder at the first place. And I feel like, especially after this project, I've realised that so many women share that experience. Yeah, that either we're not thin enough or we just think that it's normal. Because yeah. almost every woman has sometimes had a, you know, a problematic relationship yeah. with food. Definitely. I hardly know anyone who hasn't. And I feel like 
even now as a 25 year old whenever i get upset i never noticed that i don't eat mm. and i heard someone online they spoke about um, a part of their therapy um session and she spoke about how her therapist said something really that really resonated with me she said that unconsciously when we don't feed ourselves when we're like really sad or really angry or things like that it's like you're punishing yourself you feel that you deserve that yeah it's not enough that i'm feeling like this but i need to do something to show that yeah you deserve the fact that you're feeling sad you're, that you're feeling angry or whatever it is and food is definitely a major major thing that i used to sort of control yeah. what i can do and what i can't do mm. so something happened to me i couldn't help that that happened to me but i can control whether or not i put this biscuit yeah. in my mouth yeah and i'm not going to do that and mm. i think that's really it's a cycle i'm trying to break mm -hmm. but it's really really hard when you genuinely just don't feel hungry yeah. like you're looking at the food and you're just like mm. i can't mm -hmm. so yeah and i think that's been a big issue for people during lockdown as well yeah. like you said when the whole world is upside down and you want to control something yeah. you turn to food um no definitely yeah uh, that's something that i want to explore more with this podcast as well um because i think it can go either way either you start to realize what matters in life with yeah. lockdown that like you're healthy and all that but then like i said it could also be like a control issue yeah no definitely mm. and i feel like especially where the age that she's at now she's very much my daughter she's very much more aware of everything mm. so if i don't eat in the day or if she has dinner by herself sometimes she i know she she notices it mm. even though she doesn't say anything later on in life she'll remember there was a lot of times i didn't have dinner with my mum. Mm -hmm. there was a lot of times she was just sitting there and i mm. noticed that she didn't eat all day mm. and then the cycle continues with her yeah, yeah. my mom did it mm. it was fine mm. and i just i don't want her to pick it up from me that that's okay yeah. that's amazing that you recognize that responsibility that you have because again that's another thing what i've realized with this project that how common it is for mothers to kind of project their own eating disorders yeah. onto their children whether they want to or, or not, not definitely uh, because children do what others do not necessarily what we say oh yeah. my god definitely <laughs> that is one thing i have been shown through motherhood mm -hmm. it does not matter what i say but it matters so much more what she sees me actually yeah, doing yeah yeah that so yeah, that's incredible that you actually notice that and take responsibility of Thank that. Thank you. Um, I wanted to read out like a paragraph from the uh, Instagram post I mentioned earlier. Mm. I don't even really remember how I looked pre-baby, you know. I don't remember my body before the change of pregnancy. So for me, this is all I've known. Yet, I would still find myself missing how I looked. How can you miss something you have no recollection of? But the thing about comfortability is that you don't even notice when you're there. You just realise that one day you pick up that top that you wouldn't have. You take that picture and you don't cringe. You look in the mirror and the thoughts just aren't as mean. You just realise that you're present. 
I think this is so, so beautiful. Thank you so much. And it's true on so many levels, whether that is about your body or career goals or dreams about the future, anything Definitely. like it's we rarely take a step back and appreciate how far we've gone. Like we always just strive forward Definitely. and want to do new things. Um and another thing that I noticed when I read this post is that you mentioned that you don't necessarily love your body but you're comfortable and um, I think there's been a big discussion the past couple of years about the difference between body positivity body neutrality and confidence a few years ago and to some extent we're still there that the goal is to love yourself every single day and then but then it can go like backwards as well because then you start to think that you've failed if you don't love your body and so that just adds more pressure um so i think that's really really good that you wrote they feel comfortable and that that should be enough and that should be the goal in so many ways and you finish by saying it's a nice place to be i like who i'm growing to be so so good thank you (laughs) so i know this is not the end Mm -hmm. there's definitely more work to be done yeah but i'm really really excited Mm. to see where it takes me and i i think because of as well being aware of oh look you have come a long way it gives you that little bit of a boost you can take these next steps you've got this so just just trust yourself 100 percent. that made me think has is this a new thing that you start to think like this? Uh, again, speaking about lockdown, I myself know that I've spent so much time in my own head, uh, which is both uh, positive and negative, but definitely what you said, uh, you start to realise what you've done previously and, yeah. and, and um, how your thoughts have changed. Um, so looking back, do you think there was one specific event uh, that helped you get where you are today? Um, you just mentioned that one day you just woke up and you didn't have those negative things like that Um, I would say pre-lockdown I know that I had a really really bad routine Mm -hmm. so I would wake up in the morning I would take her to school and then I would come back home and I would just sleep the entire day and Mm -hmm. then I would wake up go pick her up do what I need to do with her put her to bed and then I'm in bed as well and it was just a continuous cycle of just living for her. I wasn't actually doing anything for myself. It was just, let me just do enough so that her life isn't disrupted. But I know that I'm not really here. I'm not present right now. And I feel like lockdown being pushed with her 24-7, I realised I can't you can't see me like this every day. This mm. is really, really going to affect the way you see me and the way you see yourself, that it's okay for me to just be so heavy. I think that's the best way to explain it. I just felt so heavy and that's why I thought, let me just pick up, that's when I picked up the camera. I was just like, even if it doesn't go anywhere, it's that 10 minutes 15 minutes where I'm just doing this for me I'm Mm. just putting out what's in my head I'm just closing all the negative doors just for five minutes it's fine I know they're gonna reopen again but that little breather 
definitely helped. Oh, okay, so taking photos of yourself has yeah, been part of that yeah, journey. Yeah, definitely. And I'm really, really happy that I've got the old pictures on my Instagram to see. I can even show you the first picture that I took when I started this. And I can see the difference in how I look. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a lot more just confident like even just saying that word am I really but I am I'm a lot more confident to from that girl to the girl that's standing here and obviously you can only go bigger why not be more confident be bigger be bolder mm -hmm. be more mm. and yeah that's just I, I keep reminding myself that I have to I have to do it for the woman in my family. I have to. They've spent too many years just just being mothers, just yeah. being, you know, what they, the world told them to be. Just mm. just be a mother. Just be a wife. That is as good as it's gonna get for you. And I don't want that. I know it's a very very heavy role that I've taken, but I know if I don't do it, she's gonna be the one faced with having to break all these generational curses, all these. Things that I didn't do, mm. I have to start it somewhere. I have to start. I have to break the cycle. We have to do better. Yeah, 100%. And it's really interesting what you say, like the role of a mother, that once you become a mum, people kind of see you in a different way. Definitely. But you're still the same person. Definitely. Um, and it makes me think, like growing up as well, how I saw my mum. She was my mum, but yeah. she wasn't like a woman. Like I did, I, she was you know, just mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like a separate role from anyone else. That's the thing. And I think that's why as well, I really try to show Shamim everything that I do. So I really try to involve her in the creative things that I do just to show her that it's fine I'm trying in all of these things and it's fine if I fail I'll show her oh look I tried this it didn't go well but it's fine and on to the next one and I want her to believe in her creative soul her creative voice mm. that you'll get there just just do it just yeah. just just pick up that pen pick up whatever it is you want to do and just believe in yourself just mm. listen listen to your gut feeling yeah definitely it's so good to like sit here and see you like all smiley and <laughs> you know you. looking back and feeling more confident no. and before we start to record you mentioned that you just cut your hair off and how that has changed that has uh, helped how you feel. Yeah, so yeah. much yeah so tell me all about it again <laughs> I so three days ago i shaved all my hair off and this is something i've been thinking about since i was young but i've always thought no your forehead's gonna look so big your ears are gonna look mm -hmm. this way oh is your head shape even the correct head yeah, shape to not have hair? Think, yeah. <laughs> but then i just thought oh, what's me you're now 25 you're 25 years old at the quarter of your life mm -hmm. as everyone says quarter life crisis <laughs> yeah. Um, just do it just do it if it doesn't go go well hair grows back mm -hmm. it will literally grow back from yeah. your head mm -hmm. so yeah I sat at the barbers they got rid of it all and I want to say my hair was supposed to be ice blonde mm -hmm. so this is a colour gone wrong yeah. but we're working with it <laughs> and I feel like that's another thing as well I feel like I'm really I've gotten a lot better at seeing 
the mistakes and just being like haha life mm-hmm. thanks for that cool whatever <laughs> Because old me would have cried at this. I remember when I was 16, I got my fringe cut. Mm-hmm. I hated it so much. I cried. I had to tell the lady, give me a few minutes. I sat in the chair and I just cried and cried and cried. And then I went home and still had it. But mm. now, the mistakes, they just don't feel as heavy. Mm. They just, yeah, it's fine. You're going to do many, many more. You're going to do much bigger shit. Yeah, don't worry. Exactly. I mean, it sounds a bit like a cliche that but it's stuff like that as you get older it will be easier to tackle because yeah. you again realize what matters in life that's more. the thing definitely mm. like even i remember as a young girl in secondary school i would legit miss school if i ran out of foundation if i didn't have my mascara or anything i would not go to school without makeup on mm. because i knew how other people saw me how well, if I didn't wear makeup, I could see that no one's really looking at me. But when I wore makeup, I could see the boys are looking at me. Oh, look at them. Oh, look at you, Rosme. Look at you. You look nice. Yeah. And I loved that validation. I loved that feeling. But it's so toxic. It's so... I look back and I just think, Rosme, there's so many decisions you made just because you wanted someone to be like, Rosmin you're pretty Rosmin you're Mm. you're there like just validate you being there and I think did I ever sit and think Rosmin do you like yourself do Mm -hmm. you are you happy are you um okay with waking up at 6am and having to do this 30 minute makeup routine just Mm. to go to school at 15 no I didn't think about that I just wanted other people to like me Mm. and yeah that's I'm very glad we're slowly chipping away at that yeah yeah it's hard though it is mm. it really really especially in the age of social media and everything that exactly i look at my daughter for instance and i just i'm so scared they literally live in the realm of social media like already she wants tiktok her friends they watch it and how old is she she's seven mm. And even the other day, she came home and she was like, Mommy, I want to shave my legs. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was like, What? That's so early. I was mm. like, God, I thought I had a few more years mm. with these issues. But it turns out, no, as soon as you become aware of yourself, of course you're going to become aware of the things that you don't like about yourself or the things that you feel the world doesn't like about yourself. And I feel like she's at that age now. She's. She's very, yeah, she, I think that's the only way I can put it. She's just very aware of mm. herself and others. And, yeah, I just thought, I have no choice. I brought you into this world and I have to pick up my childhood trauma and pick at it. Just just be better because I can see that I don't have time. Mm. I Like, you need me now. Mm-hmm. You don't need me being better in 10 years time you're going to be by yourself for all that time figuring it all out instead of me being there for you so Mm. she's always been my number one major thing wow yeah it's like there's so many important conversations to be had um and another thing that i want to talk about is you know we've had um 
loads of discussions lately in the media about uh, the responsibility that lies on women to stay safe yeah. um, in the light of the murder of Sarah Everard yeah. and um, you know on so- social media people are just and women are just fed up with having to um, you know text each other to make sure that we are safe or having keys in our hands when we walk outside because we're scared of being attacked not being able to put both headphones in True. after a certain amount mm. no and also all the victim blaming that's yeah. going on in the media as well where was um, she what was she doing what did she say yeah what did she wear mm. their favorite yeah and um so i was just thinking how how are you going to approach this topic with your own daughter because another thing that we've talked a lot about now is that we shouldn't teach uh, our daughters to um you know stay safe for all of these rules that it should be on the boys yeah. to not do stuff like this and not make uh, girls and women feel uncomfortable Definitely. on the other hand right now we don't live in that society so it's i can imagine that it's hard knowing that balance and what to say to your daughter yeah even it's funny to say that she came back home about two three weeks ago and she was like to me mommy I tried to play basketball and the boys pushed me away they didn't want me to play and I was like oh my goodness you guys are seven how have we already started with all of this and I feel like this isn't the last time she's going to be made to feel that you are a girl so stop thinking that you can do everything that you can that you want to do mm-hmm. because one thing that I've done with her is I try to give her a lot of choice in everything that she does and because of that she now thinks the world is going to be okay with her having this choice and I hate that it's not going to be like that like I'm very very aware that she's not going to be able to do and say everything that she wants to say and do like like she does here the freedom of speech the freedom of like she's the way she sits so she, she mm-hmm. loves to sit with her legs wide mm-hmm. open and i hate that i have to tell her no you can't do you see you can't do mm-hmm. that the world is going to look at it in a different way mm-hmm. but am i now telling you that you can't be you mm-hmm. am i now telling you that you can't express yourself the way that you want to express yourself but at the same time as well I know what's waiting for her out there mm-hmm. so I don't it's a really hard one with with yeah it's a really really hard one I always say as well that I want her to um, do self-defense classes and things oh, like that yeah. and I just think why am I thinking about things like that at seven years old mm-hmm. but I know I don't have the time mm-hmm. she has to have a way to defend herself she has mm-hmm. to because I'm, I'm not always going to be there for her. Mm. I'm not always going to be there to kick away the bad people. But mm. this is, yeah, this is the reality that we live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I said, it must be really, really difficult to find that balance. Because yeah. I've been to self-defense classes as well. Oh, how, and how did you find it? I loved it. I mean, it's it's two separate things. Either, like, you can see it's as exercise, because that's yeah. quite a big thing. Uh, but then if you think about it why would I need to learn self-defense but it was actually uh, when I lived back in Sweden I was a volunteer at the women's shelter Um, so we did that all the volunteers uh, went on a a self-defense class 
and then so when you have that that you know at the back of your head that uh, we are here because we've seen all the, yeah. like, the violence that can happen um, that's so so dark and it's horrible that we have to do it um, and it's I don't feel that women should feel that little sigh of relief of oh it's okay at least I have a little bit of self-defense mm. knowledge so I'll be able to defend myself we shouldn't feel like that no. I should just feel nothing I should mm. just feel nothing yeah. yeah I hate how much we have to we have to do to protect ourselves mm. when we're not the issue mm. it's not our fault it's not what more can we do yeah. what like, how much more time do you need to see that it's not us no. what what like what more can we do yeah. I really yeah. want an answer to mm. this mm. what more can we do mm. so yeah I just hope I hope we do better yeah going definitely. forward yeah it's one of those things like women have been loud for centuries and um, it's just it. now that you know this kind of led to a movement um, the last few months and yeah. then there was me too a few years ago yeah. but we need to see actual change as well because we are so loud and but still we have to protect ourselves and this yeah it's I know like when the murders are at ever had happened you know I cried because yeah. it was all over the news and it was by a man who's supposed to protect us that's the thing mm. so where where do we really turn to who mm. really has our back if we law enforcement isn't even there to mm. protect us I mm. think I don't think the world will ever understand how like lonely it feels as a woman no. how it just feels that things are happening to you mm. and you have no control over it yeah. you just have to just make the best of it mm -hmm. and I don't think that's fair I no. don't think that's uh, yeah that's horrible with that said when you said like we are lonely and it's true as women but then also we talked about before we started recording about the importance of sisterhood yeah and you know honestly uh, connecting with other women um, nothing beats just women vibesing off each other just laughing and loving and yeah. I love it I don't think there's like how can I say this I think women are the best thing that this world ever created <laughs> yeah. honestly I think we are amazing mm. the things that we can put up with the things that we do the mm. way we push ourselves I just think we're we're from another planet but 100%. we're gonna we're gonna find out soon yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, we mentioned uh, women's toilet as well. Oh, and we missed that. Do not Exactly. Oh, my God. The love was so real on my mm -hmm. birthday day. I loved it. I loved the energy. Just, and being able to, like, hug each other and things yeah. like that. The mm. contact. Oh, no, that was really, really nice. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely looking forward to many more nights like that. <laughs> yeah, same. I want to go back a bit to, like, um, you being more comfortable in your own body and uh, again we've spoken a bit about raising your daughter to be more comfortable um, but what what advice would you give to either your younger self or to someone who's younger than us now to to find that confidence with your own body oh that's a hard one mm. i would say listen to yourself first and foremost I think growing up, especially women, we get taught to 
listen to others before listening to our own voice yeah. we have to yeah. go out and validate our opinion exactly. before we go we do anything about it and i think yeah just trust yourself you got this mm. honestly and don't be afraid to make mistakes i don't think there's a there's no other way to learn there's no other way to be better other than just just try just do it and see where it'll take you because even me picking up that cam camera in the first lockdown i didn't know that today i would be sitting here with you no. and doing this mm -hmm. but if i didn't do that i wouldn't be here no, i would just yeah. still be wondering so, so true. you really don't know what like what um course of action one thing is going to like domino effect it mm. i think that's the best way to put it yeah. so um, just trust yourself is yeah the best. yeah i think that's so so good and i 100 agree with you like um finding that confidence to challenge yourself yeah because as women we have been you know told to be a certain way be quiet and Definitely. you know trust others and don't take up too much space yeah. Um, don't so, be too loud exactly. don't be too mm. and I always even me being shy and quiet whenever I'd hear boys say things like oh um, it's a good thing that you're quiet it's a good thing that you're you know you're not loud like the other girls I would feel good like I would feel oh yeah look at me but no mm. I am loud like the other mm -hmm. girls I mm. am opinionated yeah. I do have something mm. to say but it's that again that outside validation of well done you're mm. doing what you're supposed yeah. to be doing you're you're fitting in your box perfectly mm -hmm. so oh that's uh, another conversation in itself like you're not that like the other girls yeah like, oh, that should be a good thing i hate it with a passion mm. so mm -hmm. much and mm. so yeah we want we, to be like the other girls honestly because women are amazing please yeah. leave me alone <laughs> You know what? I think that's a great way to end this conversation. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for you taking for, part. Thank you for having me. Honestly, you have no idea how much this means to me, and I hope that yeah, we get to meet many, many more yeah, times. Yeah, What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.